Good evening. I'm Rick Cottom. Welcome to Your Maryland. In the summer of 1925, the nation's eyes turned southward to the shady little town of Dayton, Tennessee. A young schoolteacher named John Scopes had challenged a Tennessee law sponsored by Protestant fundamentalists that made it illegal to teach evolution in state-funded schools. Hoping to promote itself during what everyone soon called the monkey trial, the town instead took on the aspects of a circus. Hot dog and lemonade stands and tents for the Anti-Evolution League were everywhere. Children played with toy monkeys and gawked at real monkeys, apes, and baboons provided by the Ringling Brothers Circus. There were movie cameras, too, radio broadcasters, and a landing field so planes could bring in daily newspapers from all over the country. Leading the prosecution was three-time presidential candidate William Jennings Bryan. With his war cry, the rock of ages is more important than the ages of rocks. Tennesseans loved Bryan, but welcomed lead defense counsel Clarence Darrow with equal civility. They were less fond of the third arm in this struggle. Hundreds of reporters, mostly from eastern papers, and their colorful leader, Henry Louis Mencken. As one defense lawyer put it, the yokels gaped at Bryan, defender of the word, and Darrow, the devil's advocate. But the press revered one god, Mencken. Publisher of the sinful, avant-garde American Mercury, Mencken saw himself as the defender of cities against rural tyranny. He had come to Dayton to cover what he hoped would be the final destruction of Protestant fundamentalism and his intellectual nemesis, William Jennings Bryan. He set the tone early by secretly attending a holy roller meeting in the hills and writing a scathing column about it for the Baltimore Sun. The local papers reprinted it, making him the target not only of fundamentalists, but of moderate Southerners who resented the way Northern reporters treated them. College graduates had found their interviews sprinkled with ain't and sech, and when they produced a mountain man with a scholar's knowledge of Greek, Hebrew, and Charles Darwin, reporters had paid no attention. The trial began on July 10th in stifling heat. Mencken stood on a table so he could look down on the prosecution. Whenever he caught Brian's eye, he said, the great commoner would glare at me as if I were Beelzebub. Once, when the table gave way and sent him crashing to the ground, a local woman shrieked, It's a judgment. The walls are falling in, and Mr. Mencken is the first to go, and he won't go to glory either. Just as the prosecution was having its way, the trial took an unexpected turn. The judge denied Darrow permission to call expert witnesses to prove the validity of evolutionary theory. So Darrow called Brian himself to the stand as an expert on the Bible. Brian rose to the challenge. But under sharp examination, he admitted that a single day during creation was probably not 24 hours, but might have been millions of years. The audience was crushed. Still, the jury deliberated only nine minutes before declaring Scopes guilty of teaching evolution and fining him $100. Fundamentalist attempts to stop the teaching of evolution spread through state legislatures across the land, even to Congress. Mencken missed the trial's climax because he'd returned to New York, but the fight was not over, and he knew it. Five days after the trial, Brian lay down for a Sunday nap and never awakened. Diabetes and heart problems had claimed his life, though almost everyone blamed Clarence Darrow. As his funeral train made its way to Arlington Cemetery, flaming crosses fired the night sky, and the Ku Klux Klan pronounced Brian the greatest Klansman of our time. Mencken roared back with a vicious obituary, claiming Brian was no more than a peasant come home to the dung pile. The Sun's editors stopped the presses and forced him to rewrite, but it was too late. In Tennessee, the governor proclaimed Mencken an intellectual skunk. Others called him the stinker and claimed that Mencken did not degenerate from an ape, but from an ass. 
H.L. Mencken, the toast of Baltimore and New York, was the most hated man in Tennessee, and to some he remains so to this day.